Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome wherever you are in the world. This is Big Friends Podcast coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, where it's gray, it's cloudy, it's cold, and it's 44 degrees on this beautiful, well, I mentioned all those things before, gray Saturday uh, here in Boston. And uh, we are just so delighted to be celebrating our 10th anniversary of doing these podcasts. And our goal is to reach and connect and talk with various members of our community that we've watched over the years and just love their passion, their heart for the community, and wanting to get their story out to you. Again, my name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vic Friends Vitiligo Support Group. We're rocking eight groups across the U.S. I'm sorry, 11 groups across the U.S. and a children's division and a teen division as of this January. So with me live today from Tennessee is someone I've watched She's very quiet. She'll correct me if I'm wrong, but um, she's very quiet, very sweet, and I've just got to um, connect with her at one of the conferences where we just sat outside and we talked, and today I wanted to introduce to you my dear friend uh, and vitiligo sister, Pamela. Hello, Pamela from Tennessee. Hello. Hello, Valerie. It is a delight and my pleasure to have you with me today. How are you doing? I am great, and it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to know your journey. I wanted to know your story. I wanted to know, and for our audience to know, who is Pamela? So let's begin there and kind of go through your life, your journey. We're not going to get too personal, but we want to know your vitiligo journey. So who is Pamela? Tell us your life, your marriage, your family, and what your career path is, would you? Okay, sure. I am, um, of course, you said very quiet, so I am naturally uh, an introvert. I am more, <laughs> uh, I am closer to the spectrum of introversion, but some people don't know that, but I really am. So, yes, that's why I am so quiet, but I'm really a deep thinker. I'm creative. Um, I'm analytical by trade. I am a clinical systems analyst, and uh, that analytical thinking kind of carries over into my personal life um, as well in the sense that sometimes the why behind many things is so important to me. It just Mm -hmm. sort of helps me understand life and people a little better. Um, I believe in enjoying life and having fun, whatever that fun is for you or anybody uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy laughing, and I can be silly, almost like a kid. And uh, sometimes people take me more seriously than I take myself. Um, so I am just I'm versatile, um, and I'm very passionate about life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in terms of my vitiligo journey, um, I developed vitiligo in 1999. So uh, that was 22 years ago. Um, and it's been an interesting journey because mine is not as prevalent uh, or as visible as Mm -hmm. many others. Mm -hmm. So that's been an interesting journey in itself. So you said 22 years. 
Now, were you familiar yeah. with vitiligo when it first, when you first saw this thing? Is there family history? Did you know about vitiligo? I did, do not have a family history that I know of. Um, I'd heard about it, uh, of course, like many people uh, through mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But once I saw the changes um, that I experienced, I started researching, and that's how I learned about it um, mm-hmm. in 99. You're breaking up a bit. Hello? Okay. Is this better? Yes, I could hear you now. Okay. Okay. So Michael Jackson was the extent of your knowledge of vitiligo. Absolutely, at that point in um, 99. And um, I didn't know what I was experiencing or what I was seeing. Um, and me having an analytical mind and constantly thinking, and, and as quiet as I am, there's always something brewing on the inside. Um, so <laughs> that caused me to, to get on the Internet and do some research. And um, mm-hmm. eventually I went to a dermatologist. At that time I was living in Nashville, uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee. So I um, made an appointment with, with the dermatologist, and that's when I found out. Okay. So you saw the spot. Do you mind saying where on your body, or is, if it's private, we can leave that mm-hmm. alone? No, absolutely. It's it's, it's on. Um, it's very little, um, but it's on my forehead. Okay. Uh, I have some uh, right above my forehead into my scalp, mm-hmm. uh, as well as over my uh, left eye, and it extends into my eyebrow. So the places okay. where I have hair, uh, like in my scalp and in my eyebrow, those spots are gray, mm-hmm. and um, have very few spots. Um, like on my arm and, other, you know, just on my body that you can't really see. Okay. So here you are. You're yeah. seeing this thing on your face. You went to the dermatologist. What are they saying and what did they give you? What did they recommend that you do? Well, uh, initially I was given, I cannot remember because it's been so long, but, of course, uh, a certain cream or ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, took it for several months. It didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I, uh, transitioned back to Memphis, um, at some point I decided to go back to the dermatologist, uh, because at that point I was no longer just experiencing vitiligo. Um, I was also experiencing adult acne. So I'd gone mm-hmm. to the dermatologist for that. Uh, and I was like, well, by the way, you know, what can you do for the vitiligo? And this particular physician was very honest with me uh, as best as he could. He told me the options, and mm-hmm. um, and because my area was so small, he did, um, he, he prescribed an, an ointment, and I did see very little, very little change, um, wow. very little change. So wow. uh, in my mind at that time, it was just, you know, my option, my best option at that time was just to cover it. Um, yeah. With makeup. 
Yeah. Now, how did the people, well, you know, we hear so many stories, especially when folks are younger in school, school age, high school or whatever, that at the time of this diagnosis, having to deal with their peers and the bullying, you, this was 22 years ago. How did the people around you, um, whether you were married or whatever, how did people around you react to seeing this on your face? Well, it's interesting because I was around 24 or 25 when it occurred. And mm-hmm. before then, I didn't really wear makeup. I, I would mm-hmm. wear lipstick. Um, you know, um, you know, I would might wear powder just to keep the shine down, but I didn't really wear makeup yeah. or anything. Um, I told my family, um, you know, what was going on and what I experienced. And... Um, I did. I would say that the biggest impact for me at that time was when I would go to the hair salon. You know, mm-hmm. I would go in with makeup on, and <laughs> after getting from the shampoo bowl, yes, I girl, looked like a totally different people. So yes, people ma'am. were staring, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Oh, this is okay. They're staring because." I came in looking one way, yes, <laughs> and I came out of this shampoo bowl looking another way. And as small as the, the area was, it mm-hmm. was noticeable because I am, um, for those who know me, I am dark. My, my complexion is, is very dark. Yeah. Um, so it was it was uh, very, very noticeable. noticeable. Uh, yes. <laughs> regardless of how small it was, it was very noticeable and. Um, you know, over the years, I will say, too, although it's very noticeable in the areas that I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. I have noticed that my complexion has gotten slightly uh, lighter. Um, yes. I don't know if that's because of vitiligo or just over time. I don't know. But, but yeah, so that's how, you know, people responded, just some staring, if I, you know, if I didn't have makeup on. And that kind of scared me away, honestly, from going <laughs> to the hair salon. It did, yeah. Uh, Pamela, let me tell you, Pamela, if 10 women were to call here, no, all 10 of us will tell you that same joke (laughs) Yeah. about being in the salon, getting your hair washed, and then get up, and you're like, oops, you're like, everybody's staring. We've all been down that road. Isn't that something? We've all been Right, it is. Amazing. But wow. so how did your family, your 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 relationship in those early days, how did your, especially your family, because they're supposed to be your support, how did any relationship fare with this new diagnosis? My family and, and my friends were very supportive. Um, Good. I educated them. Uh, some of them had heard and had, had, you know, they knew a little bit about vitiligo, but um, I had an opportunity to provide more information about it and uh, what causes it. I did kind of pry a little bit just to see if anybody else in the family, um, mm-hmm. you know, had, had experienced it. And um, I not, I've not, still don't know of anybody else who's experienced it in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, you know, um, my, um, I have a child, I have a son uh, who's 10 years mm-hmm. old. He'll be 11 in May. Uh, I remember when he was uh, like three, maybe three or four, maybe a little little younger. Uh, but I saw some light spots on his face, and mm. I didn't panic, um, but I wondered, was it vitiligo? 
Mm. Um, and and I actually I didn't take him into his physician, uh, his pediatrician. I just sent her pictures, and it it wasn't sit a LIGO, but she did explain about um, you know at his age, sometimes his you know skin color would would change and deviate yeah. uh, due yeah. to the season changing. Um, you know, from winter to summer, you know, the tanning of his skin, and so that explained it. But, yeah, so I really mm-hmm. did. I was wondering if, he, if, it, if it was going to be passed down to him. And, you know, at yeah. some point it could be. I don't know, but, if yeah. that, you know, so far it's not. Yeah. You know, as you talk about your, your son going to be 11 in May, happy early birthday, um, I've heard stories from women that would say, um, during the time of pregnancy, they either got more vitiligo or got less, or they've, they've seen some kind of changes during their pregnancy. Did you experience anything? Yes, I did see. Um, I saw more. Uh, it did seem to spread um, just in mm. the area where it currently is. Uh, like on my forehead, the, the area widened or spread a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it did. And after afterwards, um, and over time, it did go back. It, it diminished. So mm-hmm. yes. And actually, um, when I first developed um, vitiligo, um, I had just experienced experienced a devastating death in the family. Mm. Um, and that was when I, you know, it was almost like right after that. Um, I don't know if there was a, a correlation between the two, but I do know, and I, you know, I've studied and read that sometimes stress, stress. Um, mm-hmm. does, yeah, it does um, tend to um, not necessarily develop it, but it will increase it or make it, you know, prevalent or yes. increase it or, yes. or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that that did happen for me during pregnancy. Well, I tell you, um, no matter what spectrum, younger, older, um, in in the U.S. or out of the country, it's amazing that all of our stories are so similar. It is so amazing. But here's as we still on this journey with your son. I had one of my guests a few months ago that talked about. Um, just the, the nervousness of going to your child's school with, with vitiligo and going to PTA meetings. As, as a mother with a young son, and this is now on your face, you're not like some others where it's hidden on, on the clothing, how did you handle um, going to meetings or whatever, PTO, going to teachers' meetings with this vitiligo, and did your son... How did he handle that, even at a young age? Okay. Uh, well, actually, I I still wear makeup for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. If I don't feel like wearing makeup at this point, if I don't feel like putting on makeup, I just go, and I do. And my son is, you know, this is what he's known since, since he's been here. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if he sees someone who looks like they have vitiligo, he's telling me, Mom, look, look, she has vitiligo. So Love it. Through him, yeah, there, through him, there have been uh, a couple of people that I've, I've met in Memphis um, yeah. 
with vitiligo, and I, I would not have noticed them if he'd not called my wow. attention uh, to them. Uh, but at this point, well, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a grandma girl. So I, I love, you, know, I, you know, I didn't wear makeup a whole lot when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I really don't wear a whole lot, um, in my opinion, right now. But I do cover um, my my vitiligo spots. Um, but I have gotten a whole lot better to where, you know, at first it was that I had to have makeup on um, when I went out. Now yeah. it's not like that. Um, yeah. if, you know, if I don't already have it on and I just need to run to the store, I'm not doing anything, if I need to, you know, if I'm going somewhere over to relatives or, or friends real quick or whatever, I'm just going to yeah. go. And it, took me there you some go. Time, it took me some time to get there. Uh, right and honestly, with it, you know, people have questioned. I've had family members um, make jokes about, uh, mm. you know, like, do you really have it like go? You know, just funny jokes about you just got a little scratch on your on your forehead. <laughs> That's not going to be the like yeah. But yeah. Uh, but to me, you know, it is it was it's a big thing, and I will say, um, being a part of the Vitiligo community has been a very positive experience for me. Uh, I've met really great people. I've uh, been in contact with several people that I've never met in person. Um, One of the things I I have experienced in my life, um, even way before vitiligo, was colorism. Mm -hmm. Right. Being dark complexion. um, I experienced colorism. I had experienced at one point, I had experienced colorism way more than racism, to be honest. Mm, and, wow. Um, so when I started becoming a part and started joining in with the Vitiligo community, um, it was very interesting, especially when I went to my first Vitiligo conference. I did not feel as, honestly, as as, as um, welcome Um as others whose vitiligo is more prevalent. And I know that and that's you know true for some, for some other people as well. Let's go yeah. there because, you know, we've been talking before you came to the 2019 conference in Houston. We mm-hmm. had been talking a little bit on Facebook. But even when you okay. came to the conference, I looked I looked you up and down. I, I, I was looking for it. You know, I'm looking, I looked you, then I said, we sat, we sat out for a while and we spoke and I, I looked at your ears, I'm looking all over for, how do we connect? You know, so I could understand what you're saying and I'm sure people were doing the same thing I was doing. I'm saying, where is her vitiligo? I can't see it. Okay, it must be under her clothes. Let me leave her alone. And so people are funny. Um, You know, I, I I still accepted you and welcomed the fact that you were there meant that you're part of the family. And I I just had to accept you for that. But I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at your earlobes. Girl, I'm looking at your neck. I'm looking. I I look at your feet. I didn't see no vitiligo. But now you're saying you're you're good at covering up because you were perfect. Your makeup was tight. The thing about it, though, is, okay, my first conference was 2018 in Boston, um, and I was very sure to not wear any, you know, not to cover my vitiligo spots 
at uh, both conferences. Mm-hmm. But even 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 with that, people still could not, you know, was not that visible. Um, so in in uh, 2018, I was in Boston. Um, yeah. I actually, you know, I'm one of those. I like to support people. I like to work behind scenes. Kind of, you know, just just one of my things. Um, yeah. I was helping um, Andre in 2018. Um, right. Right. He was had lunch his clothing line, so I was there. Right. You know, I still got some jewelry that I got from from you guys, uh, and <laughs> and some clothes that I got from you guys as well. Um, right. But, you know, I, I was very careful and sure to to not wear any makeup uh, to cover my spots. And uh, I remember even the, the photographer, I think his name was Farrell. Uh, yeah. He was like, "So where's you know, we're, we're like face to face? Should be longer." Yeah, yeah. And I had to point it out to him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's and and I and I can understand, you know, people not, yeah. you know, they they can't see it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not very, I was not really offensive, offended by it. Yeah. Um, but there were some comments, I would say, in Boston where, um, you know, people were like, there were a few people that were not as welcoming to me. I would say. Wow. Sorry um, about know, that. Somebody, oh. No, that's. That's not you know. It's just people being people. But and, honestly, when I saw um, you assisting Andre, I, I just thought you came along to assist Andre. I didn't think, mm-hmm. you know, I thought you were working with him or some of those were your products or whatever. I didn't think that you were mm-hmm. a bit like a person either. I know, I, and I can understand. I was registered, and um, yes, yeah, yes. you know, I had um, around. I think at that time. Um, I had been in contact with, oh, definitely with Alex. Um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Talisa Gibson, I believe. I might not be saying yes. the first name correctly yes. in New York. Yes. Um, so I had been in contact with some people over, on, online um, yeah. that were very inspirational. Um, so a lot of people, you know, did not know who I was. Uh, and, and, and because I am so quiet, uh, yeah, and you know that that did not really, you know, help a whole lot either. Uh, but I think in 2019 um, in in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, I got to meet you know more people and talk to more people. But it was the same thing, you know. You know but you I know for me, I, I let I let me apologize for 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 those people. And uh, yeah, again, they I'm <laughs> sure they were thinking the same thing. And so when when I saw you now come to Houston, I'm saying, no, and this time you weren't with Andre, so you weren't selling anything, so you had to be there for yourself. And so with mm-hmm. that, I said, no, I, I got to get close. I mean, in 2018, when you came to Boston, of course, I was busy helping to run things and didn't yes, have time. But in Houston, oh, my God, I had time to sit. And we sat outside. Didn't we sit outside for a long time? We did. For a long yes. time, we did. I wanted yes, to know all about did. you, but I was still, girl, I was still looking out my side eye for the vitiligo. <laughs> so many people do. But you're still family. You are family, period, yeah. inside and outside. Hear mm-hmm. me? Family. I, I, I understand. I, I receive that, and I, I believe that. Amen. Definitely. I've Amen. made lasting relationships. Um, yeah. And even in uh, 20, 2019 in Houston, um, I do have a friend here in Memphis. Uh, who has vitiligo? His name is Carnacy. Um, so I, I, I was very encouraging for him to attend 2019, and he did. 
mm-hmm. he has a his his vitiligo is over one of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, his is probably you know you can see his better than mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying he has a daughter, um, and her she has a very small spot on her chin. Wow. Um, okay. Yes, okay. Pharmacy, he had, he had, he had a good experience uh, in Houston as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, the conferences were very very good experiences. Oh, I was yeah. saying 2019 oh, yeah. had a, a whole lot more more um, yeah. time to attend sessions opposed to to working, um, and I, I learned so much. You know, it was such a great experience to see the spectrum from age. I remember the lady, I can't remember where she was from, but very, you know, she was up in age. Uh, 90, na- uh, yes. yes, from Texas, 90. Yes. Woo. yes. Newly yes. diagnosed, 90, wait, what? 90 and newly that, diagnosed. Yes, that was such a beautiful that experience. Wow. Yep. That was very, no, let very me just piggyback on something you just said. Um, your friend, okay. he has a daughter with Vitiligo. How old is she? Um, I, she's in her early 20s. Um, I don't oh, know okay. her exact okay. age, but she's finished college, and um, she's in her early 20s. Um, oh, but okay. hers is just, you know, it's pretty much like me, you know. It's, um, mm-hmm. well, her, might be, her, her spot might be a little lighter, um, but it's just on her chin uh, the last time I, I know of and last time I saw Okay. And the reason I ask that is because we just started a brand new teens group, 15 to 20. And so I was just asking for that purpose to, you know, have her connected. But if she's older, she can, you know, fit in where she fits in. Listen, let's take a break, um, uh, about a couple-minute break, get something to drink. I'm going to make some some announcements, and um, I thank you for this opportunity. So hold on tight for me. Thank you, Pamela. You're welcome. Sure. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there listening, um, please, and you'd like to call in with a question for my special guest, Pamela from Tennessee, um, you can reach us at 516-666-9973. Again, 516-666. 9973 to greet my friend Pamela to ask any questions before we get back into our conversation. I'd like to share some upcoming announcements. Uh, First one, we'd like to remind you that to bring some fun things and some joy to the vitiligo community nationally and to your families and to your friends, we're offering some classes. Sadly, our Spanish class, which was for the month of April, did not happen because we only had one person registered, and so we had to. We felt that it was best to cancel that class until we get at least five people to a class. We're trying to cancel them. But the next class up is um, art. It's called, let me read the name properly, Creative Expression. And our instructor will be Mark Braxton of our North Carolina group. Creative Expressions is about sketching and drawing. And so that will start May 1st. It's a Zoom class. You have to register and pay $25 for the class. 
Um, we are charging $25, which will go into supporting our organization. We're not an organization that's funded by the government or funded by doctors or funded by anyone. We support ourselves, and so we are becoming creative in finding ways to support us and keep our group um, alive. So $25 for this class. When you've completed the class, you'll receive a certificate and a gift will be mailed to you. Again, that class starts um, May 1st, Zoom class, and it's at 1 p.m. The class goes for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, following that is cooking, and our brother Anthony is from Italy, and he'll be doing a cooking segment. Following that is Wine 101. Wine 101 is, um, looks like it'll be in July or, or August, and the instructor for that is David Thorne. He is our vitiligo brother out of Ohio. He's with V Strong Ohio, and he owns a winery. And so why do they swirl? Why do you, why do you sniff? Why do you sip? He'll teach us all that good stuff. And so all of these classes, again, is to bring fun and excitement to our community. Um, we know what um, COVID is doing to folks. You're either isolated, depressed, locked in, um, attending funerals via Zoom every week. You know what the deal is. So we're trying to change um, some of that by bringing things to the community. We're asking you to go online www.bitfriends.org. It's our second page on the website, and all of the information is there for you. Also coming up um, for the rest of this month, uh, on Sunday, the um, ooh, I'm sorry, on April the 23rd is uh, 6 p.m. Mindfulness and Meditation, uh, hosted by a North Carolina group. And also to end the month, our special guest uh, interview is with Alicia Archibald. She's new to the community, but well known to the community. And that'll be April 25th at 2 p.m. with Mark Braxton. And so you don't want to miss that. And then um, even into May, early May on the 16th is Kimberly Dell, and that'll be at 6 p.m. So we're doing things. We're becoming creative. Reminder that we have a children's division, ages 4 to 14. We're here to serve you with our pen, pal, patch division. And for our teenagers, ages 15 through 20, we're here to support you with our purple patch teens. Lots of things are happening, some of which we can't give away right now. We want to surprise you with what's happening within the Vitiligo community. We're here to encourage you. We're here to support you. We, we want folks to know our tagline says it best. Here's a place where you can belong. We can, you can empower yourself and you can live. Belong, empower, live. Again, we are Vit Friends, Vitiligo Support Group, www.vitfriends.org. You can call us. If you are struggling, if you need guidance, if you need directions, how to find a group in your area, a doctor in your area, we can be reached at 
1-800-273-3639. Again, I am honored. I am so honored and so happy to have a member of our Vitiligo community. She's been with us for a while. 2018, she was here in Boston. 2019, I spent time sitting with her to, to get to know her better uh, in Houston. Uh, and today I have her on with me as a special guest. If you'd like a conversation with us or to be a part of this, call us at 516-666-9973. And lastly, if you're missing, you know of anyone that's missing this show now because it's live now, they can always search for VidFriends on Spotify or they can search for VidFriends on iHeartRadio which is a national organization of radio stations. iHeartRadio or Spotify, you'll get this conversation with my special guest. Back to Pamela out of Tennessee. Pamela, are you there? Still, yes, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, good. Good to have you, girl. Let's dig in a little more. So you have an 11-year-old son, and you got married not too long ago. How long has that been? Oh, actually, I got married on uh, Christmas Day 2019, so it's been just over um, a year, almost a year and a half. Congratulations. Yes. Beautiful pictures, Thank by you. the way. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you said 2019, so you, you guys didn't even get to go on a honeymoon because of COVID? Right. We well, we, we did not get to go on a an a, a an extended honeymoon. Um, we had planned that for 2020, and um, we had a cruise planned, and uh, we ended up canceling it because of COVID. But, yeah, but that's yeah. okay. You'll make it up at some point, for sure, for sure, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, one question I, want to, I tend to ask folks is about your support system. We talked a little about it before, about your family but how necessary, especially since we tapped on a little bit about Boston and um, Houston, what is your opinion on support groups? And do people out there with vitiligo, we're not going to talk about other conditions right now, but vitiligo, do you feel, what do you feel about support groups? I feel support groups are very necessary. Uh, they are very necessary. They're essential. Um, and, you know, even with my experience um, with vitiligo not being as prevalent as prevalently visible, visible um, mm -hmm. uh, is still important for me. Um, mm -hmm. So it's very important to me. I connected with um, being brown um, in Tennessee at, um, I think it was around 2018, uh, mm -hmm. we had Pimp a support group, um, as well as I've connected with other people, Perry Welly, um Andre walking, so it's it's important I think because not just for the people with vitiligo, but also for their families, for their for their yes. spouses, for their children, um, you know, for their friends. So it it is important, and yeah. um, it's also important, um, you know, to get I think um, people in the community educated about vitiligo, um, and you know, because sometimes I, what I what I Seen and and what I experienced before as myself uh, is that you know we tend sometimes we tend to um, I would say 
sometimes we get upset with people who do not understand what they're looking at or what they see. Mm-hmm. And that's not always um, in malice, you know, when mm-hmm. a person doesn't understand what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have to think about times in the past when I saw something uh, that I didn't know what it was on a right. person or right. about a person. And yeah. I may have stared or, or looked just a little longer, uh, but it was not, you know, in malice. Right. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes the support, those support groups kind of help to spread the word about what it is that people might be seeing. Um, yeah. So, and that support, support groups also, you know, help people to uh, embrace their vitiligo, but do so in their own time. Absolutely. Absolutely. In their own time. And I like what you're saying because curiosity we're a curious bunch of people and so you see something that you've not seen before you're not familiar with it heightens your curiosity you want to know and so education right. is key i i do agree with that mm-hmm. i agree Absolutely. i totally agree you know I, I i talked about your 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 new marriage there for a bit and it, it then it caused me to think about there's still so many people out there that because their vitiligo is seen, it's prevalent, it's right right in your face, they think they can't mm-hmm. find love, they can't find happiness, never mind marriage. What would you tell that person? I, I, because of what I have seen in terms of people that I know whose vitiligo is very visible, uh, mm. and I've seen some, some marriages and su- supportive marriages, um, you know, where the spouses are very supportive uh, and very loving. That, that's mm-hmm. just not true. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't diminish uh, or downplay vitiligo in any way. But mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's almost like with other things that um, others or, you know, that people might not feel is appealing about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see ourselves one way, but other people see us, differently and Absolutely. you know sometimes we, you know we have to step out and um and, and believe in that uh and sometimes it also has has to do with how we present ourselves and carry ourselves not that we yes you know i don't encourage anybody to to be fake I, I you know i am one of those who believe in being completely authentic and transparent and mm-hmm. um you know sometimes people are drawn to that that transparency and that confidence um, but even when a person is not ready or is not there, uh, people will still be drawn to people. You know, yes. we, we don't sometimes we don't we can't really control other people and what mm. other people are looking for and what other people are drawn to. So some people yes. might be drawn to to uh, to a person uh, with vitiligo, and that person with vitiligo may be thinking, you know, they may not be thinking of the best of themselves. Hmm. So somebody else might see something that's, um, you know, they might see something more in that person that that person even sees in themselves. So I, I would say never give up on that. That's right. Always have hope. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, per- that person is, we tend to see what we see, but a person might be looking and they're seeing right past that stuff, the, the stuff that's exactly. bugging you, the vitiligo spots. They're looking past mm-hmm. that and they're looking at your heart. They're looking exactly. for a place of love. Right. 
Absolutely. Mm. I don't think mm. it's, um, I, I, I don't know, like with my, my husband, I can't even remember, you know, the conversation we had about vitiligo. Um, mm. I married someone that I actually had a, um, you know, I had a history with. I, I've known him since elementary. Uh, wow. we, we didn't keep in, you know, we went to elementary, junior high, and high school together. But, you know, there was a lapse in time. You know, we didn't really, we didn't keep in touch. However, yes. um, you know, you know, just dating and getting to know each other all over again. It was just never really even um, a question, you know, about the vitiligo. I never really felt, now initially I will say, though, I did kind of wonder, I kind of felt, you know, well, well wow. Pamela, that's big. You know, you know, Pamela, that's big. Because if from yeah. elementary and high school and coming on up and then, whoop, you get vitiligo, Another person mm-hmm. would would just turn the other way. Uh, no, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. But that's you. That's serious. That's powerful. Yeah. His Absolutely. love for you from elementary. That was genuine. Mm-hmm. That was real. That was serious. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Kudos to him. Please give him my love, yeah. my regards. I, I, that's big. I will. I will because somebody would have said. <laughs> No, this chick got vitiligo. I ain't going there, and just kept on moving. Mm-hmm. But he right. remembered the Pamela from elementary. He remembered the Pamela, Absolutely. the beauty that and the love that he had then. Still mm-hmm. continued. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we hear we hear stories that go the other way, <laughs> where um, mm-hmm. husband sees wife breaking out coming down, whatever you want to call it, and disappears, cut the relationship, and ties. Yeah. So we need to celebrate our partners, our husbands, our wives that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you do these vows, (laughs) what does Mm -hmm. the vow say? For better or what? You know? For better or worse, right. Okay. For good or bad, for vitiligo or no vitiligo. And so we applaud and celebrate the spouses who are there in the trenches, in the in the vitiligo, out the vitiligo, all of it. We we applaud them. I I just respect and honor our partners, our spouses that's holding us holding us down in the midst of that's genuine love. Absolutely, I agree. Where would Pamela where do you think you are in this journey from taking a, a quick look back 22 years ago to the Pamela who was diagnosed and the feelings, the emotions of this announcement that you have in LIGO for which there is still no known cure to where Pamela is today? Who's Pamela? Okay, I um I would say that I am um in a place now uh of just feeling like I am free mm. um from from the shame or uh, of being being looked at or stared at. Um mm. but I will be honest to say this, however, um if my vitiligo was more prevalent and more visible, would I be here right now? I don't know. 
But all mm-hmm. I know is that with what I have, this is where I am now. If I don't wear makeup or if I put on makeup, it's not necessarily that it's because I want to hide my vitiligo. Because mm-hmm. to hide my vitiligo, I have to wear two types of makeup. Right. Yeah, I can't just wear regular makeup and hide my vitiligo. Mm-hmm. I have to wear two types. It's blended, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll wear just regular makeup and, you know, not worry about what's considered quote-unquote cover makeup. Mm-hmm. I don't even put that on. Um, right. But I I feel like I'm at a place where I, I you know, I can go without it or with, with or without it in terms of covering. But um, my my concern is more so of, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I like to look cute. <laughs> I'm a glamour girl. There you go. I'm prissy. You know, I'm versatile because I, you know, I get my yeah. hands dirty. My husband has taught me how to fish, so you know, I'm, I'm slowly turning me into a, into a country girl. But That's right. Um, I, right now, I, I feel I feel a little bit more freedom than I did uh, mm-hmm. years ago. You know, I I no longer go to my beautician's house, uh, house to get my hair done. I go to her mm-hmm. shop, uh, yes. and I go without makeup on. Uh, there you that's go. where I am. Yeah, that's where I am. That's beautiful. So that's uh, beautiful. Yeah. You've you've grown, you've matured, you uh, and if the the makeup washes off in the salon, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm I don't even wear it because I'm like I'm not going to ma- I'm not going to waste it. That's <laughs> too much money. That's I don't right. even wear it going anymore. That's but right. Like I said, that's that's right. I am. But there are so many mm. people that are not what I am, and, you know, there are so many people um, that can't even wear cover makeup because theirs yes. is so widespread. That's and, right. You know, that's that, right. you know, that's, you know, and I have to, I have to say to, you know, in, in that aspect, that's what I mean by, you know, if I was in that situation, you know, and, and just being transparent and honest, um, what I, you know, I don't know if I would be where I am now in terms of yes. my journey. Yes. Yeah. It, it 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 might would be a different story. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. let me let me shift a little bit. You you talked about um, earlier, and we're in the midst of a pandemic. And I believe you said you work in the medical field, not hands on with patients, but even in in that atmosphere, um, I'm sure you you have on your makeup every day. How is that atmosphere? How is the work? How is the pandemic in, in where you are? Touch a little on that, if you would. Um, I, yeah, I, I do work in the medical field. I've been in healthcare um, for over 23 or 24 years. Uh, I've, um, behind scenes, I'm an information system, some clinical systems analyst. I actually support, I support those people who are, um, hands-on with the patients, um, mm-hmm. but I do so, uh, you know, those who, in you know, by form of uh, computers and software. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when we were, I'm, I'm working remotely now, but uh, when we were going into the office on a daily basis, um, I did wear, you know, my makeup every day. And then there were some times where, you know, I, I did go in uh, with just makeup on, but not cover makeup. So you can still mm-hmm. see my feet like oh. If yes. you're paying attention, but um, but in terms of the pandemic, um, it's it's been it's been very interesting because I you know our, our CEO um, 
of Methodist Healthcare is, is, is daily giving us updates of mm. what's going on. You know, we see the we see the numbers of of, of um, you know how many patients we have with uh, not like with uh, COVID, uh, how many pending diagnoses we have, how many uh, symptomatic or asymptomatic. You know, I see that daily, mm. um, and so it's always on my mind. And yes. you know, it's you know it causes you know it's created more more work um, on our end because we have to keep up with what's going on, making it possible for for physicians and uh, health care providers to document what's going yes. on with, um, with um, COVID. Yeah. So uh, that's that's been interesting. And then I've also had, I've had my, um, I've had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, surgeries and medical incidents myself. Um, I recently, mm-hmm. um, in 20, 2020, actually last year in December, I had a heart attack. <gasps> um, yeah, no. I did. I had a heart attack. And um, one of the things that I noticed, and I went to the hospital system, of course, that I'm employed by, um, I was just very impressed with. I did not see a difference in care that I received um, Mm. because, you know, so many people are afraid and have been afraid to go into the hospital system uh, to go to doctor's appointments for things that are not COVID-related for fear of uh, you know, particularly, you know, picking up COVID or for whatever, yeah. but I I did not see a, a difference in the level of care that I received. Um, so yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, you, I, crazy to say you're too young for a heart attack, but I mean, you know, you, 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 <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah. It was, um, um, you know, it, and, and, of course, nobody expects to have a heart attack, but definitely, right. I, mean, I, I was one of those who was who was really, you know, watching uh, my health, um, trying to be active and uh, regularly exercising and eating a certain diet. Mm. Um, and you know, come to find out, my heart attack was uh, more so related to a defect that I didn't realize existed, but I had eighty wow. percent blockage. Wow. Um, and. In in the, in my major artery, so yeah, so it was it was pretty. Well, we it was thank a big, God you're. Oh yeah. my gosh, we thank God you're well. You're you you sound well. Mm-hmm. We trust that you continue to stay stay healthy, stay well. Here's the last two questions. Okay. What's the future? Twenty two years ago, you were diagnosed. Here you are today. Life is great. Marriage great. Child. Uh, your son's doing well. Everything. What's the future look like? What, what, what do you? The future looks like for Pamela. Where are you going? Um, what, I, what's your future? Uh, my, my future. You know, I am a. I'm a very creative person. I. Um, I love creativity. I, I. You know, I also have gifts and talent in. You know, just administration, coordinating things. Um, supporting people, uh, and I've done a whole lot of that. I've supported a lot of mm-hmm. people. I've helped people start organizations. I've helped people start businesses, um, and I even had an organization of my own, um, mm. community service. And especially with the, with the pandemic, you know, I've kind of gotten away from community service and, and, and activism and all of that. But I see in the very near future that I will be getting back into doing some of the things that I love, some of the things that I am passionate about. 
Um, mm-hmm. I would love to have, um, like I said, my husband is, 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 has slowly, or no, not, not necessarily slowly, but has kind of turned me into a country girl. So now, you know, we're, 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 fishing on, we're like, I'm, yeah, I'm fishing and everything. Yes, my brother <laughs> said when he saw that I was fishing, he knew I was getting married. <laughs> so, I was not an outdoors person, but I, I see myself at some point opening uh, and starting an outdoor wedding event um, mm. or a wedding um, venue. Um, nice. I would love to do that. I, I, I've, I, you know, I've dabbled in the fashion designing when I was younger. Never went to school for it, but mm. I, was, you know, wanted to create, you know, design wedding dresses or whatever. But and for my wedding, um, I actually did most of the coordinating. Wow, um, so nice. I don't want to necessarily de- to necessarily coordinate weddings, but you know I would like to have a wedding venue that's outdoors, mm-hmm. um, nice. especially with having so much with land with so much land. I would like to do that, and also getting more so back into community service. Uh, and I'm a member of uh, Delta Sigma Theta sorority, and mm-hmm. um, we do so much. There's so much outreach and service to be done. Uh, within that, and so I, I would love to do that more, um, especially post-pandemic. Yes. Well, I'm gonna have to talk to you about service, about service, service, and good friends. We have to talk about that. Well, absolutely. Yeah, because I've, I mean, I've done. You know, I have. Um, you know, with with Ben Brown, I, I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, what the status of of that organization is, but um, you know, I helped him uh, with that. You know, with um, Tennessee Vitiligo Awareness yes, yes, uh, Network, yes. um, and I was very passionate about that. Um, you know, talked with Andre about things that he was getting into. So I, you know, definitely, I'm always like that person that's behind scenes yes. and supporting. So I would love to good. be involved in that. That's I like that's to get back to the that's wonderful to know. So we'll we'll have to keep in touch. Before I let you go, this I love to ask this question before I let my folks go. You know, with people out there that still struggling um, in this 21st century, um, although there's psychiatrists, there's therapists, there's all sorts of things out there. Sometimes people just need to hear a word of encouragement. So if there's someone listening, how would you encourage them on their journey from what you've learned from your journey? Okay. Uh, I I would encourage them to um, educate themselves as much as possible, learn as much as they can about it like go. Um, learn about the impacts that it would have on them or that it's having on them physically, mm-hmm. mentally, and emotionally, and spiritually. Um, and also um, find out how it impacts other people and, you know, what other people see and what other people mm-hmm. might think. Um, and not, not necessarily living your life according to what people think about you, but um, I, I say that because, uh, so many times in, in the vitiligo community, we look at people who have uh, reached a point to where they look like they have just totally embraced their mm. vitiligo. You know, you get mm-hmm. so many people saying, I love my vitiligo. I wouldn't change it for the world. 
And then you mm. have those people who are like, you know, well, no, I don't really quite feel that way, you know, but mm-hmm. if I say that out loud, how am I going to look? What right. I say to people is, you know, wherever you are, embrace where you are. That's it. If you're not That's okay it. with it, if you're not comfortable with going out without makeup, if you want mm. to at this point still go to the grocery store at nighttime, that's where right. you are. That's your journey. And that's your journey. Right. And if you get to a point, you know, I, I would suggest, I always suggest growth or uh, getting to a place to where you feel uh, more freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. And I suggest people to, to, to try and get to that point. But how, if it takes you a little longer than some others, then so be it. So but be it. But don't feel pressured. Don't feel, uh, because sometimes if we look at other people, um, you know, it's like running a race, you know, just, mm. you know, you, you look so busy looking on the, on the side of you and looking behind you, mm. you know, if you keep your, your eyes in, in ahead of you, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get to where you're, where you're trying to go, you know, That's instead it. of seeing and being distracted by, by that person's embracing, about that person's accomplishments. You know, mm. you, you, and also the other thing is to, no matter how much a person says what they're doing and how they feel, you don't know that to be the complete truth. Just that go is right. on your truth That's correct. and embrace mm. what you, where you are in your journey. And if you want to get better or you mm. want better for yourself, then you go for it and you, you gravitate toward it. But it's, it's, it's a process. It didn't happen wow. overnight. That's right. That's right. Every thing takes time it does yeah wow what a wonderful time you know again the pamela that i have in my head is this quiet shy maybe not be the right word but i'm impressed with with the pamela that i've got to learn a little more about today I love you. I thank you. I bless you, your marriage. I thank God for your husband. Blessings to your son and his birthday is next month. Let's stay in touch. Thank you. Let's connect. Let's build this community. This is our community. Thank you for giving me time. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me time and and (laughs) having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We have to do this again. I love you. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy it. All right. You too. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful conversation with my special guest, Pamela Bradley of Tennessee. Oh, my goodness. I hope you were touched. I hope you were inspired to get out and live your life. Enjoy this journey that you're on, and it's your life. Live it the best way you know how. Uh, don't let anyone run life, run your show. You do your best. From Big Friends Boston, we encourage you to belong, to be empowered, and to live your life. Call us if you need us, 844-374-3639, or visit us at www.bitfriends.org. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Read it. We're everywhere just for you. We love you. Again, this is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO 
of Bit Friends, Vitiligo Support Community. Stay well. Stay blessed.